All right, what's up, Pats Nation? It's It's been like over a month. It's been over a month since we last talked to each other. The last episode came out on March 15th. I've let all this time go by. I've let it go by because here's the thing. I, I've been telling you, when it comes to the NFL draft, I don't get caught up in it. Because what happens is, when you start grading players, when you start seeing players, highlights, and and studying, and doing all this, you're going to fall in love with them. And then you're going to get disappointed when draft day comes. So I take the approach this last month. I'm going to step back from the Patriots. Just wait until we got playoff hockey. We got playoff basketball. We got other priorities to take care of. Just take a step back and it's been nice over this last month. You don't get caught up into anything. You don't get caught up into the NFL draft. So this way, tonight, I didn't get disappointed with the Patriots and their selection. I also didn't get caught up in all this crazy news over this last month, the fake news that has just been posted all over the place. Like, do you think I want to come on and waste my breath talking about Will Levis and how the Patriots are going to go after him or the Patriots are going to trade Mac Jones to Houston or this is gonna this guy is coming here on a trade and the Pats are going to go up and down? No. I didn't waste any of my fucking time talking about that over the last month. I stayed away from it, even on Instagram, Twitter. I stayed away from everything. Because I knew at the end of the day, it was all absolute nonsense. Seriously. And, and disappointingly, too, look at the DeAndre Hopkins situation. There was something there, and then it gets pulled away. And then now it's not there anymore. Maybe it still could be there. We don't know. We still have plenty more days to go in the draft. That's why you just, you can't get caught up in all this. It's just something of make-believe to get us to talk. And I just said, I want to wait until we have something that is concrete. And here we are. It's day one of the NFL draft. And this is a quick, quick podcast just to catch up, just to hear my voice, just to get a feeling of how I feel with how the New England Patriots just did in round one. It's episode 21 of Babs on the Mic. Very quick episode. Because here's the thing. You go into the NFL draft, and I said, you might have seen it, little hashtag Babs draft talk. If the Pats go for an offensive tackle, get an O-lineman, I wouldn't be upset. It's a, it's a position that you're trying to fill for the next couple of years. Protect your quarterback, protect your running back. At the same time, I've also been adamant if they go defense, pair somebody with Jack Jones and get a cornerback. And if you heard, I'll say like Joey Porter Jr. And the only reason why I say Joey Porter Jr. is because of that's the name that gets forced out there by the fan base. It's absolutely bananas that the quarterback position was ranked third in terms of like that's who the Patriots were going to take in the first round, like in, in terms of sports betting. Like what? What are we doing? Anyways, I just walked into this knowing there was a lot of names that people liked. Like, that's why I say I don't get caught up into it. Because there are some disappointed people out there tonight. Like always. Patriots are going to handle their business. Everything will be fine. That's how I approached round one of the NFL draft. The Patriots going into the NFL draft have 11 picks. 11 draft picks. So... You go into round one, Thursday night, 
Patriots have the 14th overall pick. You're waiting. Quarterbacks are taken. Running backs taken. No, no wide receivers taken. And as the picks start coming in and you look at what the Patriots are going to be picking at, the way I looked at it, so the, there's a lot of talent here. No matter what they did at that 14th pick at that point, they couldn't do wrong. Felt like they could. They will pick somebody that at least most of the fan base is going to agree on and it fills a need. So what do the Patriots do at 14th overall? They trade back. They trade back just a couple spots. They traded with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They go up to 14. Patriots go down to 17. And the Patriots pick up a fourth round pick. So I saw that as they know who they have. They don't have to absolutely reach on him. They could be taking a risk. They're looking at the next couple teams and what they're going to pick. Let's move down a couple spots. And I've been seeing this floated out there in the media, like the, the, the Jets media, that that 14th overall pick, the offensive tackle that, the, that, that was taken was what the Jets wanted. Was Bill trying to trade out because he knows he wasn't going to make that pick at offensive tackle? He knew, he knew what he was going to pick. He said, let somebody else go in there and take away from the Jets. Possibly. There's some mind games to it. But at the end of the day, 17th pick comes in. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Cornerback. Best cornerback, according to everybody, best cornerback available. The number one in the draft. That's who the Patriots grab. And I'm happy with it. I am absolutely, I'm I'm ecstatic. You're filling a need and here's what you're feeling like. I'm not going to be here to break down the X's and O's and telling you about what I see and the strengths and this. Now, you can see that all over Twitter. And, by the way, on Sunday, if you're listening to this prior to Sunday, me and Cliff are going to be back together in the studio. Just a one-off episode to recap the entire draft so we can really break down what we see over the next couple days and be more prepped for it. This is just me speaking as a casual to other casuals that just want to hear, what do you see? And what I see is that the Patriots are going to be up against so many prime wide receivers. How many times last year did we say, look at the list of receivers that they have to go against on defense. So I like that you get a guy like Christian Gonzalez, tall, a little bulky, speedy, to pair him with a guy like Jack Jones. You you want to rebuild a shutdown corner, secondary, just like they have done with their championship teams in the past. And what's great about having these two young bucks of Jack Jones and Christian Gonzalez, they're here for a couple years. They ain't going anywhere. I feel like, he, you know, over the years, you, Bill has had to go out and get, you know, the Tlaib or the, the Browner, the Stephon Gilmore, the Doral Rivas. He's had to go out and get those guys. And yes, so you had a Malcolm Butler that just comes and rises up. They tried getting the Joe Joan Williams in the second round. Didn't work out. They tried. It felt like in the last couple of years they've been trying to throw darts. And finally one stuck. Finally one stuck last year with Jack Jones. They know what they have with Jack Jones. Now let's go out and make this our top priority. And that's what they did. That's what I like about it. Because everyone now is getting caught up in the wide receiver situation. The wide receivers, like four wide receivers went right in the 20s. And it's like, well, the Patriots still have to address this wide receiver issue. No. No, I've been on I've been on this other side of like, and I said this like, 
Hopkins doesn't move the needle for me, but it, it, it does in, in the sense of knowing what he could do and have the extra se- separation for the other receivers on the team. But they don't need to go out and get some young wide receiver that most likely isn't going to be playing over the, all the wide receivers they already have. I just don't see that that's the top priority right now. And maybe they grab somebody in the second round. They're still they. The fact of the matter is they traded down just three spots to still grab a town. Like what they got at 17 is perfect. They didn't fumble that pick. You got exactly the top guy at that position at 17 and you picked up a fourth rounder, you're now walking into the next two days with 11 draft picks. 11 draft picks over the next two days. You picked one up and still got the guy that you wanted today in the first round. That, that's what I'm happy about. But, and, and going back to the offense, you still need to know what Mac Jones is. I think they have enough pieces around him. This offense should mimic what 2021 was, Right? They're going to be pretty much the same offense. You need to see what Mac has. Is Mac truly your guy before you really want to invest into him? And say Mac exceeds expectations halfway through the season, you can trade for a receiver halfway through the season. Maybe they go for a receiver next round, next year in the first round. You just got to kind of be in that waiting game. I don't feel that the offensive skill position needs to be addressed. I think what you got is what you got. Go get an O-lineman. Start fixing that line if you want to do something. Defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. I, I think that this is a move that Bill's looking over the next couple years to keep tooling that defense. Because here's the thing, too. Now Bill can step away a little bit from this offense because that's what he had to deal with last year. Handle to Bill O'Brien. If Bill O'Brien had a say and say, we need this wide receiver, if we need this run, like, I'm sure they would have drafted him. I'm really happy with the direction of where the Patriots are going. I think they've done a great job in the offseason between the coaching staff, getting a replacement for Jacoby Myers and Juju Smith-Schuster, and now getting a top cornerback out of the draft to pair him with Jack Jones in that secondary. The little things are getting better for them. Because guess what? Guess what, people? Who just just went to the New York Jets? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. You literally have Aaron Rodgers, Tua, and Josh Allen all in your division, and you want to go wide receiver in the first round, you people? Why? Why? I'd rather have I'd rather have a top shutdown corner, two of them paired up together to get those motherfuckers off the field to have your offense go out there and try to have long drawn out drives. I think that's what Bill O'Brien can do. Remember in 2021 during the preseason, Mac Jones had this like 8 to 9 minute drive in the preseason. Be like, "Oh, that's Tom Brady-esque." I think I think Bill O'Brien can really get that out of Mac Jones. Long drawn out drives to eat the clock and have your defense in there for quick three and outs. That's what you need. All you all you people like this Patriots team can't score many points, isn't that? You don't know that until until what we see in the season. Can't say that now. 
That's what I'm saying. This offense of what you're seeing now is going to mimic what 2021 was. But anyways, I'm, I'm happy. Like, again, you're facing those three tough quarterbacks in your own division. You're going to have Jimmy Garoppolo again this year. You're going to be playing against Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals. You're going to go against Jalen Hurts this year. You're going to go against Patrick Mahomes this year. They're playing all, like, you're playing all these elite, elite quarterbacks. So, yes, defense should be the top priority. That's why I'm happy with it. And I, I'm telling you, if, if they went wide receiver, I'd put the bab spin zone on it. I would if I have to. I'm not going to be negative. Like I said, I'm walking into this draft blind. I'm not going to fall in love with anything. Just trust Bill. In Bill, we trust. That's what I said. And you should be happy. 11 more picks over the next two days. Will they trade up? Will they trade down? We don't know. At this point, you just ride the wave. That's what I always say. You ride the wave. But after the draft is said and done, like I said, Sunday, we'll be in the studio. Cliff Notes Project, Boston Power Hour. And then, like, that's kind of it, right? Get the team together, kind of see what what happens because you already have the off-season workouts going on. And then uh, then the schedule drops. And I like when the schedule drops because then that's when you can really like dictate this is how you see the season stretches. From September, you're getting your shit together. October, the important stretch going into November. Thanksgiving, Christmas. That's what I like to see when the schedule comes out. Let's just reverse back over the last month of things that are just going to pop in my head to talk about. Like number one, Matt Patricia is gone. He's with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, I again, I think Matt Patricia was a scapegoat last year. And I'm going to stick with my theory that they were a little blindsided with Josh McDaniels leaving. And I think they wanted Bill O'Brien to begin with. Bill O'Brien was committed to Alabama for a full season. Instead of Belichick committing to another offensive coordinator, he had his good old pal Matt Patricia thrown in there, Patricia knowing that he's going to bite the bullet and take all the blame in order to get Bill O'Brien. I I feel that if you put an offensive coordinator in that situation last year, the Patriots offense would have looked a lot better. Like how many times did they look sloppy? They couldn't get the ball off. Penalties. No one knowing when to call timeouts. So I just feel like Matt Patricia was just kind of thrown to the fire purposely. And I know the fan base is just upset at him. I'm not. Because I think it was just a play of they really wanted to wait on Bill O'Brien. If they had an offensive coordinator that succeeded last year, that offensive coordinator would have stayed here. I don't think they'd have Bill O'Brien. I think this is what they're taking the risk for. They It sucks because you're losing a year of development out of Mac Jones. And the whole quarterback situation last year, it was so messy. But they can right the ship. And that's what they do. You get Bill O'Brien. You get your replacement for Jacoby. And then you see what you can add around. You know, you get Mike Gusecki. You're trying your best to make it work. And and you know what? They are committed to Mac Jones. Bill is never going to commit and openly say I'm committed to anybody. He's always been like that. But they're committed to Mac Jones. He's still here. 
I, I just thought the whole Mac Jones, like, it, the whole Mac Jones leaving, getting traded is all bullshit. Now, does Mac Jones have competition? He does. And Bailey Zappi, he's right there. Is Mac Jones on a leash this year? Yeah, he should be. This is year three. Put up or shut up. You have the offensive coordinator around you. You have a similar, probably better offense than last year. And in 2021, I think it's going to be a better offense. You should be able to make it work. Defense should be able to get you out of these situations just like they did this past year to get you back on the field. I'm I'm excited. The Patriots are projected to have seven and a half wins in Vegas, over under seven and a half. They're dead last in their division in terms of winning it. They're plus a thousand. So no one's going to believe in them. And they're going to have a very tough schedule. But let me just leave you on this because I told you it's going to be a short one. This is what I like now in this post-Brady era. You're, you're going into year four post-Brady. Bill Belichick is <laughs> two out of the last three seasons under 500, and that's not good. But I feel, I've been feeling this team is getting itself together. Year four is the year where it's like you're, you're now fully removed from Tom Brady, and most of that team, except for two guys, or one guy, just Slater. But you're you're away from that team of 2019, and now it's a brand new team. It's a brand new franchise. You're really moving forward. You have a squad. You have a competitive squad. And what's going to be fun is this. The Patriots were always the top dog. It always... Was I was spoiled, spoiled. We were spoiled for 20 years to always be the top dog. Don't have to worry about anything till January. Now these week by week, living on the edge, your season's on the line. It's been fantastic. I like it. I like you're now back to being the underdog. Remember, that's how you, New England has thrived, being that underdog mentality. Brady would always find a way. And Bill would always find a way to somehow make you the underdog and make you feel like the underdog. And that's what started the dynasty. Is being that underdog. That no one believed in you. And I feel like that's what they have here. They can win football games, people. They can compete with these teams. They just need to clean it up and be consistent. And it's almost there. They have the competent coaching staff. And you're putting the right pieces around the team. Offensively, defensively. And I think it will work. And it would be no sweeter feeling. If this Patriots team. That's projected. The 7.5 win mark. To get at least the 10 wins. And make the playoffs. You can start proving these people wrong again. Like you can start talking that that way. They're not going to be. I'm not going to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say that. But I don't think that they're an under 500 team. We have a long way to go. It's only April. We have a long way to go to see what happens. I felt, and the big, the big thing will be this. The big thing will be this before I wrap this up. It's OTAs. June. That is going to be huge. Because last year, around May into June, there's a lot of negativity coming out of the Patriots ton of negative vibes coming out of there. They had no idea what they're doing on offense. Team, team didn't feel... <sighs> offensive players didn't feel like they 
were happy of what's going on. You already knew the writing was on the wall in May, it felt like. This year, I'm excited to see what May and June bring. Like, I think what should be exciting was when I just posted this a couple, like, uh, like two weeks ago, uh, right at the beginning of the offseason, like, day before the offseason workout started, or two days before, how Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi were in Walpole at the athletic complex just tossing the pigskin around, getting some reps in. These guys are here to work. That's what I like seeing. That's what I like seeing. I, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see how the next several months go heading into actual training camp to see what are these guys putting in for effort, what are these guys doing for their workouts, and the overall chemistry out of the team that's made publicly as well. And you'll see that as it goes. I, I, I think that this team is going to end up building to know Hey, we actually have a squad. We have the right coaching staff, and they're not believing in us. Let's go prove these motherfuckers wrong out there. I think that's the the Patriots still need that like identity. I felt like that. Like I said it. Like I've said this before in in a podcast. I've said it on Boston Power Hour. There's an identity crisis, and I think they'll find their identity this year. And Mac Jones will step the fuck up and find his identity as well too. Overall, good day. Overall, good day. That's day one. Two more days to go. I will see you guys Sunday, Boston Power Hour. Follow us. I'll put the links up and everything. Peace.